best friends forever. Until one host says something wrong about the other host's favorite character. Why would you say such a thing? Talking all things supernatural and sci-fi television, it's Talking TV with Liz and Lindy of TeamTSD.com. Welcome, listeners, to another episode of Talking TV with Liz and Lindy. I'm Liz. And I'm Lindy. And we're, of course, dedicating this episode to Game of Thrones, Battle of the Bastards, the ninth episode of the sixth season of um, HBO's hit show. And I don't even want to call this my favorite TV episode of all time because it's actually in my top favorite movie list, if that even makes sense. How good was that episode? Yeah. It was so good. Yeah, uh, I really I, liked it. I don't I can't decide if I like this one or Hard Home better. Um but it was this one was definitely pretty epic. I think they're on par with one another. I feel like we should watch Hard Home and then watch this one again and compare just because it's I just love the element of surprise that they left. And even with Battle of the Bastards, we we knew it was coming and it was going to be epic, but with the added scene of Danny and the dragons, it was just like, wait, you didn't even talk about that at all. All the dragons are back together and they're blowing fire on ships. And <laughs> I mean, it got real. Yeah, it did. <laughs> um, so I'm breaking down that episode. I honestly, usually I have, even, you know, my theories are never right, but usually I have some sort of amazing theory and you're really good at this too. I truly don't know what to expect for next week. I just feel like there's so much going on that yeah. I'm almost excited to go in not expecting anything. But, of course, we're going to talk about theories and what could happen. But do you feel the same right. way? Yeah, and I feel like all of the – well, not all of them, but a lot of the theories that people were kind of coming up with and predictions led to the Battle of the Bastards episode. And so, you know, with Jon Snow taking back Winterfell, with Ramsay dying, with, you know – um, Yara meeting up with Danny and all of that. Things are kind of coming together. A lot of predictions that people had are coming true. So I feel like the finale is kind of like, now what? You know, we predicted everything up through Battle of the Bastards. And so I'm not quite sure what they're going to do with the next episode. And I kind of like that. I know. I really, really like it. I think that's a really good point. Yeah, every, all the theories we have have led up to this point. Um, but what I love about this season is that they introduced so many different little tidbits of things to get excited about, like the tower flashback with Bran and young Ned Stark. So I'm hoping that with this whole, I I feel like Jon Snow has led up to this point where he, they talked about his rebirth at Battle of the Bastards, you know, when he was brought back to life, it was against his will, uh, not really against his will. He didn't ask to be brought back. And then um, I believe it was with an interview with Entertainment Weekly. He's about to be buried alive, laying there, panicking, and realizes, no, I actually want to live. And when he mm-hmm. emerges from that sea of people, you know, they called it his rebirth scene. So it's like, okay, Jon Snow has realized he actually wants to live now. He's realizing his purpose or that he may have a purpose. So I'm hoping with that, the, sto- the next part of the storyline is, okay, maybe we'll reveal now that he is Rhaegar Targaryen and Lyanna Stark's son, and we can start to dive into that a little bit more. Yes. Yeah, I, I, I hope so. And, you know, my only 
issue with this whole season has been um, touching upon characters that really didn't come to mean anything throughout the season, like the whole Dorn thing. They started out with that, and, I mean, nothing's really come of it since. I feel like that was, like, the weakest point. I know we're not breaking down the season, but I have to say that while I'm thinking about it. Um, and then everything else, I mean, I feel like it's been so much about Danny and John, and it was about Bran, um, that everything else just kind of seemed not so important. Do you know what I mean? No, I totally agree with you. I think that's a great point. Even the stuff in King's Landing I don't care about. Yeah. You know, it just seems trivial yeah. at this point. Right. Um, and I'm hoping that, um, so one of the theories that's been floating around is because King's Landing has been feeling so trivial that uh, another Battle of the Bastards, if you if you will, um, is Gendry entering the picture again. And we saw a couple episodes ago, I believe it was in the eighth episode of the season, Cersei is talking to her right-hand guy that made her, you know, Frankenstein dude. And, you know, she said, have you found anything? And he said, the rumors are more than true. And some people are saying that he's referring to Gendry being alive because her last hope now is to admit, yeah, Tommen actually is a bastard and Gendry is too, but Gendry is a bastard of the actual king. Therefore, he deserves to be on the Iron Throne because now her son has taken away pretty much any chance she has at survival since she can't have a champion fight for her. But if you break that down into the nitty-gritty details, wouldn't Tommen have to, or, I mean, who would debaster Gendry in order to make him king? Like, how would that work, you know? Or does that even matter? I don't know. I have no idea. It seems like with so little time left with the show before it ends, it just seems like so much to happen. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I really don't know. I don't know. I just know that Tommen's a little biatch. Uh, <laughs> he's so annoying. I mean, at least he's not Joffrey, but I can't wait to see what Marjorie actually has planned. You know, she's about to do something really sneaky. So I'm curious to see what's going to go on with that. Um, but yeah, I've just kind of like not given a crap about King's Landing. I don't know what's going to happen. I think Gendry has to come back into play at some point. But I'm not really sure what role that what role he's going to play. Agreed, agreed. But I I totally think he's going to come back as well at some point. He has to. He's alive. He's Robert Baratheon's son. He's going to have to come back at some point. Um, right. Another interesting thought is what's going to happen next with Sansa. So now that she technically is Lady of the North, because no one knows that Bran is still alive and Rickon is now dead. There are a couple of things that she can do um, from what we've concluded, and she can either, you know, rule as Lady of Winterfell. Um, in a recap, we said she could have wine nights with Lady of Mormont. Like, I think that would be amazing. Um, she can de-bastard John and let him rule Winterfell. Yeah. Because she'll probably somehow get stuck marrying Littlefinger, and then she'll move to the Vale because he, I have a feeling that was the ultimatum of him sending the Vale people there. Um, and then a wrench and things, you know, they keep teasing about her being pregnant with Ramsey's baby and things are going a little bit too well for her right now. So I could kind of see that happening. I mean, marrying Littlefinger, yeah, he's a creep, but it's not that bad. You know what I mean? Like it could be way worse. You have to think about, I mean, I get my timelines with Game of Thrones all crazy, but if you think about it, um, Yara sailed all the way from the Iron Isles 
to um, Marine and all of that stuff happened. Like there's been so much that has happened since she would have gotten pregnant with Ramsey baby. Like feel like she would be almost through her pregnancy by now, or at least be showing big time. You know what I mean? I feel like a lot of time technically would have passed by now. I don't know if it's possible. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like maybe though it's only been like two months. Possibly. I feel like everything happens really fast. Like everybody teleports or something in Game of Thrones. Everybody gets where they're going so fast. I don't really understand how all that works, but I mean, I suppose it's possible. I know a lot of people are thinking that could be it. I don't, I don't know. I don't necessarily think that she's pregnant. I'm going to say she's not pregnant. I'm going to say she's not. I, I, the only reason I'm going to say she's not is because it's like, this story is not about Sansa. So what significance Mm -hmm. would it be? You know, like if we were just on this journey to develop these characters, but there's a bigger story at hand and I don't see how that plays into the bigger story unless they just say she's pregnant and, then she marries Littlefinger and then they like pretend it's his baby. I don't know. Yeah, but, but then, and then again, like a lot of the stuff that Game of Thrones has done this season doesn't seem to play into the the grand scheme of things. So who really knows? Exactly. Who knows? Um, yeah. But yeah, okay. So we'll definitely see what happens there. How did you feel about Ramsey's death? I think it was, I mean, we all predicted it, but it was, for me, it was completely satisfying. What did you think? Yeah. I, I honestly think that the episode in general was the most satisfying episode that we've ever had because pretty much everything that everybody had wanted to happen happened. Like everything went in the fans' favor. Um, I thought it was an amazing death. I kind of had hoped that he would be eaten by his dogs or by ghosts, which where the hell was ghosts the whole time? But they had him tied to a tree, like somewhere nearby or like where the <laughs> Is he on, like, a cage in a cart somewhere in the forest? I don't understand. Um, but that's fine. Um, yeah, I was totally satisfied with it. And um, I loved that John, you know, was beating the crap out of him and, and saw Sansa standing there and realized, you know, this is for her to have peace and come mm-hmm. come with everything that happened. Like, it had to be her that, that killed him in the end. And I thought it was perfect. I thought it was awesome. Agreed. Um, I loved it. And speaking of ghosts, so I'm pretty sure they probably just like locked him up somewhere, like, because (laughs) what was the point of putting him in the fight? But I, um, someone, one of my friends brought up Namira, who was or is Arya's dire wolf. She has not died that we know of. So she could possibly still be out there as well. So I think it would be kind of cool if we saw Namira show up at some point. Especially since Arya is headed back home to Winterfell. Yeah, I know. Yeah, Nymeria would be really cool to show back up. I love all the direwolves in general, so I hope the show um, at some point brings the direwolves back into play. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, what about, so I, I'm curious to hear your thoughts on this because I know you and your husband have read all or some of, if not all of the books up to this point, and a lot of fan theories are starting to talk about Lady Stonehenge, who is Catelyn Stark. Um, I don't want to say resurrected. It's like kind of like a zombie of sorts. I'm not really sure. Do you think, could you tell us a little bit about that? And then also if you think that she will come into play since we're focusing so much on the North, my theory was kind of that she might come in and tease a little bit about John, where John comes from. What are your thoughts there? Yeah. So I don't, 
I don't want to give away too much with Lady Stoneheart because there are still some things. If they do decide to Stoneheart, did show, I say Stonehenge? <laughs> I don't even know what you said. Did you say Stonehenge? <laughs> I think I did, but isn't that okay. those like the rocks in Great Britain? My bad. Okay, Lady Stoneheart. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Stoneheart. Um, she's got a role to play with the Hound and also with Brienne. So. Uh, it's not good news for Bran if she shows up. Um, I don't. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know that there's a purpose for her at this point, um, especially with so little time in the show. I keep just thinking about, you know, how much we have left with the show, and it's not a whole lot. And I don't think they're going to bring her back. Um, if they do, it would be interesting. I think at the beginning of the seasons, the se- this season, a lot of signs pointed to her being brought back. But since she hasn't at this point, I don't know. Because we've got a lot of stuff with Bran um, still to tackle that I feel like bringing her back would be too much. But you never know. Okay. Okay, that's fair. Um, another thing I wanted to talk about was, of course, the Tower flashback. Everyone knows what the Tower flashback is, unless they have some big mic drop that they're going to lay on us. Um, But for those of you that have literally been living under a Stonehenge rock for a while, um, the Tower (laughs) scene that we saw is um, theorized to be when Ned Stark went up to the Tower, he's going to Lyanna, who's with a baby Jon Snow, the son that she had with Rhaegar. They were supposedly very much in love, but of course it was a big scandal and she made Ned Stark take John in as his bastard to save him because Robert Baratheon would of course probably kill him if or someone else would have killed him if they realized he was a Targaryen. My theory is and this may be online already but I will say I have not like sought out this theory this has just been in my head. I think that Ned Stark somehow got so I'm like, how can they validate, other than Bran warging, like how can they validate to everyone else in the show, not just the audience, that Jon Snow is Rhaegar and Lyanna's son? And maybe when Ned takes Jon Snow in as Lyanna's dying or whatever, there's some sort of, I don't know if it's like a, I don't want to say a certificate, but some sort of like letter or document, whatever, with the seal of Rhaegar that only Rhaegar would have that describes that this is his son. And he buried it it or whatever proof it is in Leanna's grave, like in her tomb at Winterfell. And now that John is at Winterfell, they've talked a shit ton about Leanna's tomb. You know, Sansa was there when she first got brought back to Winterfell last season. Um, and, you know, we've heard so much about Leanna. We also have John last episode saying, bury Raccoon's body, you know, next to my Aunt Leanna in the tomb. So they keep referring back to her tomb. So I just have this weird feeling that something there lies that proves he is her son. I don't know. What do you think? Is that like too off? No, that could really be something. And I, and I also think that we could also find something out if, okay, so, you know, Sion and, uh, Sansa had, you know, kind of a, a bond after they escaped together. What if Theon's like, hey, yeah, my homegirl Sansa took back Winterfell. How about we all go over there, get the Winterfell troops, and then the Winterfell peeps 
join Danny and her gang and, you know, John has like a moment with the dragons or something like that. That's like my ultimate theory, but I don't know if that'll ever happen. Because in the end, I guess it's going to come down to like what the Lannisters and the Freys and all of them going up against everyone else. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what yeah, else I think they're be leading up to. True. There, I think there is one more big battle in front of us with the actual humans north of the wall or south of the wall. Oh, I forgot um, about White Walkers. Yeah. Right. So I think there's going to be one more big, see, everyone forgets. And then that's like what the whole jam's about. So I think that like, we're going to have another huge battle bef- with just the humans before the White Walkers come into play. But I agree. I think there'll be something with, because there are always three dragon riders, you know, hopefully they'll hint something more at Tyrion. They hinted a little bit in the last couple of episodes with him and his connection with dragons. Um, and even when he unchained them, you know, he, I mean, again, the whole theme with, um, you know, breaker of chains, he did the same thing when he unchained the other two dragons, he's built their trust. Uh, but yeah, I'm very, very curious to see. And I'd like to know too, if every single dragon rider is immune to fire or if it's just the mother of dragons that is. Because yeah, I, I know, know. Yeah, I don't know. So I'm hoping they, they sort of explain that a little bit because we know there right. has to be two more dragon riders because that's, yeah. otherwise what's the freaking point of having three dragons? Like, let's Yeah, and we know that even if you're a Targaryen doesn't mean you're a dragon rider. I mean, we saw um, uh, Danny's brother get scorched to death with that molten stuff over his head. He was not a dragon rider. He had no connections with dragons. So it'd be pretty crazy if... John and Tyrion just happen to be part Targaryen and also Dragon Riders, but you never know. Um, I do have to ask you one thing because I just want somebody to answer this for me. Two things, <laughs> two, I guess, yeah. like weird things about the battle. One, why didn't they give one one the giant some kind of weapon? Like he could have pulled a tree out and just like whacked everybody over and just won the war with like a pine tree that he pulled out of the ground, or they could have made him like. Some kind of um, like Lucille, um, like a giant <laughs> baseball bat with nails sticking out or barbed wire and just like bowled everybody over. You know what I mean? I feel like 1 1 really let down the team. I'm just saying. I mean, they won anyway, but I just have to throw I that mean, out there. It was really bad planning. It was, but I'm not going to put that on 1 1's part because I feel like his mind is a little simpler than most. And so I really would have expected Sir Davos to step it up and make sure he was well-equipped. Um, right. So, yeah, I'm going to agree. I think that was um, – I'm going to put that on Sir Davos's shoulders. Okay. Also, where the hell did they get those dark banners that they lowered all of a sudden? Okay, did, were they, like, hidden in, like, a chest somewhere inside of Winterfell and Ramsey just, like, forgot to get rid of them or something and they decided to lower them? Or did they have somebody, like, sew them up real quick on their way, you know, from the wall over there? Um and then they had, like, a designated somebody, like, carrying them around so they could lower them. Like, where the hell did those banners come from? Who thought that out? So I have two theories for that. The first, well, first of all, that was an amazing scene where the banner actually did come down because we've been waiting for that since season one. Um, I also think that they either have, you know, just some sort of storage room to keep stuff just in case. Secondly, it could have, or thirdly, it could have been... Um, I, I feel like when you go into battle, you may, you always have, like, your emblems. And so someone had those ready because, like, when you go into battle, like, the first thing you do when you win is, like, put up your flag somewhere. So it was probably just a part of, like, battle prep. 
But I really wish instead of sewing that banner, they would have like thought about how to make best use of Juan Juan. But I mean, that's just me. <laughs> <laughs> like that. Okay, so I mean, were, I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I agree. Or maybe like Jon Snow kept like a memory box from his days in Winterfell that he took with him to the wall and inside it was like a bunch of Stark banners. And then he's like, oh my God, finally I get to do something with these again. I don't know. Anyway, um, let's just talk. I know we're almost out of time, but let's talk about Maureen Danny for a second since we haven't touched upon her yet. Yes. First of all, I love Grey Worm with all my heart. Favorite character in the world. Um, Second of all, what did you think of Yara and Danny's... um, they seem like they're going to get along so well, like fierce biatches. Um, so I think they will, I'm not that excited about it only because Yara is very, she's just super naive. Like my whole thing was when Danny was like, no more raping, pillaging, blah, 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 blah. Yara was like, that's all we have. And it's like, um, Literally, you hold your worth to that, and you can't, like, see what Danny has for the world. Like, that's all you want to do with your life. And so I think that Danny has the ability to mold her into a soldier for her. But Yara is also very proud of her traditions and the fact that she doesn't have respect of the entire Iron Islands already. It would be very hard to convince them to, A, follow a female leader for their islands, but then also listen to another female leader. Because even if they do let the Iron Islands do their own thing, like, they're still at, you know, the mercy of Danny. So I think that we're going to have to cross that bridge when we get to it because they just need the ships right now. But I'm still very hesitant. Like, I think they'll get along, but I don't completely trust Yara yet because her loyalty lies in the Iron Islands, whether their morals are good or bad. So I don't know. I don't know. I'm just a little hesitant. Yeah, I I think that Danny can kind of turn her into, I think she's, Yara's still a good person at heart, and I think she'll follow Danny and be loyal to her, but do you think Ron Greyjoy is ever going to come back into play? You know, he was like, build me a thousand ships from then, like, even though we don't have any trees on the island, so that they can go uh-huh. after Yara and Theon and everyone. Do you, do you think something's going to come back into play with him? 100%. Like, I think he's going to show up and there's going to be a showdown. Um, but... And maybe that's where Yara's loyalties will be tested because she wants the Iron Islands to, you know, follow her, but they're not right now. So what is she going to have to do? What lines is she going to have to cross to win their trust? Because ultimately that's where her loyalty lies as we see it now. That's, so, that's, so those are my thoughts there. Okay. All right. Um, do you have any more Danny, Dragons, Tyrion, any of that gang? Do you have any more predictions for them? Just, just waiting for Tyrion to ride a dragon. That's all. I'm just sitting here. It can happen anytime. I'm ready. Like, I'm ready. I know. Me too. Me too. Do you think our, we're going to see Bran in the next episode, right? I think I we think are. I think we have to. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think there's promo to. pictures of him. Um, but, yeah, make sure you guys all check for news on purefandom.com and on our social Instagram, Twitter, at pure underscore fandom. Um, we have some awesome new podcasts that um, we're posting, of course, here on Con Radio, so make sure you check for that as well. And um, anything else? We got uh, Wizard World we have an app. coming up. Oh, we have an app now? Duh. Yeah, make sure you check out our app. Um, it's available for Google Play and iPhone users, so make sure you check that out. It's just pure fandom in your app store. Uh, we do exclusive giveaways on there. We're going to be doing some cool Game of Thrones stuff coming up to get prepped for the finale, so make sure you check that out. 
Anything else? Yeah, well, we have Chicago Wizard World coming up August 18th through the 21st. And it's huge. It's got like Michael J. Fox, Sebastian Stan, Norman Reedus, Jillian Anderson, David Covening, and Christopher Lloyd. Pretty much the entire cast of Daredevil, Rose McIver. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah, Mike before Coulter, that John Bernthal, everybody. Yeah, this is before Columbus. Chicago is um, 18th. So Chicago is after 18th. Columbus. Columbus oh, is, is July it? 29th, 30th, and 31st. Oh, okay. And Correct. Yes, we're also doing that one. <laughs> Yes, we're doing so many we can't even keep up. Yeah, I don't um, know. This one's got Eliza Taylor. Oh my gosh, Clark from the 100. So excited about that. Ian Summerholder. Um, Bob Morgan from Manning. the 100. We yes. have Morgan from the 100 as well. Um, so we might actually be doing a 100 fan panel, maybe. I don't yes. know. If we get some fan requests, we might do that. Right. Yep. But it'll be a good one. Yeah. It'll be fun, and make sure you check out more awesome podcasts here at comradio.com. Until next time, guys. Tapes out.